0: Welcome in to the Get Out of Porn Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Wilkie. This week, I want to keep this episode fairly brief concerning the idea of identity. Identity is such a pivotal piece when it comes to trauma work specifically, and so that does have bearing with everything we've been discussing in the last few weeks. It has bearing with uh, on the addiction and on the addict, uh, him or herself. Who are you? What's your identity? So many addicts have their identity based in their addiction or have their identity based in a shameful, um, some, some form of shame, right? They're a bad person, whatever it is. And some addicts don't even consider themselves, don't even consider their identity and their relationship with themselves. And so what I mean by identity is really who you are and your relationship with who you are. I do in therapy what I call identity rings and at the core of your identity is your relationship with God. It has to be. It has to be. And I'll come back around to why that has to be at the core of your relationship. But the second ring ought to be your relationship with yourself. And what we know from a trauma response and with poor attachment is a lot of times people don't have that relationship with themselves anywhere near the middle. They push it to the outside or don't even think about it at all they skip right to their relationship with their spouse, their relationship with their kids, their relationship with their parents, with their family, with their best friends, their friends, their acquaintances, their strangers, uh, the people that are strangers, so on and so forth, and these identity rings that go out from there. It ought to be God, then you, then your spouse, then everyone else, because you can't give what you don't have. So if you hate yourself, how in the world are you supposed to love your wife? How are you supposed to love people around you? This is more of a therapeutic-based thing, but when it comes to addiction work and it comes to our understanding of ourselves, so many addicts hate themselves. They don't think they're worthy of love. They don't think that they are a good person at all, and so when all you get is this self-hatred and self-shame and blame, then sometimes that can cause us to run into our porn addiction, but it also causes us to be stunted in our relationships. We hate ourselves, and so anybody who tries to love us, anybody who who spends their time loving on us through gifts or through words of affirmation or any of the five love languages, in any way, we don't fully accept it. If they only knew the real me, and what does that tell you? Our identity is based on our addiction. The addict self has become the identity. If they only knew the addict self, they would reject me. They wouldn't be doing this because they don't really love me. They love the projection my projection of me they love the joe that is is kind to everyone right but they don't love me fully why can't we accept love because we don't love ourselves and we don't feel worthy of love and so it robs people of the ability to love us and what happens when that when that takes place we lack intimacy why do you think we call this an intimacy disorder right because we don't have the ability to feel intimacy To feel love from other people because we don't give it to ourselves. And what we try to do is we try to take the outer rings and we move our way in. If I can get strangers to love me, if I can get acquaintances to love me, if I can get friends to love me, if I can get my best friends to love me, if I can get my family to love me, my kids to love me, my parents to love me, my spouse to love me, that will inform me that I'm worthy of love. All of the trauma that we've been through, all the attachment issues we've been through, well, I'm, I'm trying to overcome those by having everybody else love me. Well, how do I get love? By people pleasing, by having no boundaries set with anybody because people might reject me. They might hate me. They might tell me I'm not worthy of love and I'm desperate to be told that I'm worthy of love. I'm desperate for key, solid, secure, really secure attachment. That's what we want. That's what we're desperate for, but that's not what we're getting. And so we try to get everybody else to give that to us, to love us. But ultimately we don't accept it because we don't think we're worthy of love and and it's futile. And we run to our addictions to take care of that part of ourselves, to quote unquote, love ourselves because our identity is horrible. Our identity and who we are is shameful. I don't like who I am. Therefore, when somebody else likes who I am, it's just because they don't know me. This is why we have to go from the inside out. Your identity has to start with your relationship with God for one simple reason. He loves you and he places a value on you that cannot be taken away based on how good or bad you are. It cannot change. It cannot be taken away. That's so key because your friend may love you today and hate you tomorrow. Your spouse may love you today and she may very much, he or she may very much struggle with you tomorrow and may even hate you from time to time and say these things because they're hurt over your addiction. The acquaintances that you have, they may love you, but you know, tomorrow they turn on you and you're constantly afraid of people turning on you, rejecting you, abandoning you because your identity isn't taken care of. Your relationship with yourself isn't taken care of. You've been using them to inform you that you're worthy of love. And when they stop loving you, when your spouse gets triggered by your addiction and she stops giving you infinite amounts of love, what do you do then? Your relationship with God has to be at the center because that's the one area of your life that is solid, solid, cannot change, can't be taken away. God loves you. God loves you through and through. Because he sent his own son to die on the cross for your sins when you were at the very lowest point of your life. He knew you would be there. He knew you would be stuck in this addiction, but he did it anyway. That's love. He knew you'd be in this addiction, but he created you anyway. He allowed the procreation of your parents to go through where you were created because he's placed a value on you. You can't lose it. You can't change that. You can't drop out in value. You can in other people's eyes. You're incredibly valuable to them until you're not. Until you've hurt them too many times and then you drop in value. So when you allow your relationship with God to be at the core and you truly begin to feel the love of God, then you can begin to love yourself. You can begin to recognize you are worthy of love. Not because you say so and not because anybody else says so, but because God says so, even in the midst of your addiction. This is so key to getting out of addiction. I don't bring in my, my biblical background very much at all, but for this I do, because if I had you at the core, your relationship with yourself at the core, you're flawed. You're a human. You may hate yourself and you do hate yourself, but when you have God at the core, he always loves you. And that should inform you that you are worthy of love. And you begin to love yourself, not in a selfish way, a self-serving way. We've been trying to love ourselves in all the wrong ways. We reject ourselves, we hate ourselves, our identity is, is one of worthlessness and we fight against that by running to porn and it creates, these, it creates even worse, shame and worthlessness, feelings of worthlessness. We have to recognize that our addiction doesn't make us worthless and that we can love ourselves and loving ourselves means we get what we need, which is intimacy, which is connection, which is love. We need that. We need to experience and to understand and to truly feel and grasp that. And until we do that, we're going nowhere. We're going to stay in this addiction because our relationship with ourself is so messed up. It's in such a bad place. You have to start considering yourself more. Does this sound selfish? Sure. To the average person, this is going to sound incredibly selfish. Oh, great. You're You're putting yourself first again. No, you haven't been putting yourself first as much as you have been, you've been trying to get love in all the wrong ways and you keep coming up short so you keep running to the addiction and you keep hurting people around you even though that is costing you everything. You can't stand hurting people around you but you also can't stand to feel the way you do. You have to learn to love yourself and you have to learn to change your identity to one that is valuable, that is worthy of love. Not because you say so, not because I say so but because God says so. Love is the foundation of everything. You have to love yourself. This speaks to the trauma work. You have to work through the reasons why you don't feel worthy of love, no doubt. IFS, brain spotting, things like that. You have to understand why you don't feel worthy of love, but you have to pursue a deep relationship with yourself that says, even at my worst, I'm still valuable. Break free of the shame. Recognize that you need to go from the inside out in seeking intimacy and seeking relationships when you love yourself you'll have an infinite more amount of love for others because it's not god's love doesn't run out and god's love doesn't change and when you recognize that you'll have a sense of love and then you can properly love your wife and then you can properly love your parents so you can properly love your kids you can properly love your friends that's the purpose of the identity rings to help us understand how we can begin to love ourselves in a love that won't run out instead of the other way around where it's here today and gone tomorrow that creates all the more attachment wounds rejection abandonment all of the triggering things that we've been trying to avoid so identity is key and if you're an addict i need to you need to ask yourself who am i and how's my relationship with myself do i like who i am maybe not even like do i love me There are parts I dislike, obviously, but do I have a desire to see my best at heart? You do that for anybody else. Do you treat yourself the way you treat your spouse, the way you treat your best friend? Most of the time, addicts would say no, they hate themselves. And you'll go nowhere as long as you continue to hate yourself. You have to break free of that and learn to embrace who you are yes, you are a flawed human. Yes, you are an addict. That doesn't mean you're not valuable. It doesn't mean you're not worthy of love. So I wanted to keep this on the shorter end of things uh, because there is a lot more to this, but it takes more of a personalized touch. When I understand who you are in therapy, then we can go a little bit deeper into why each of these things matter. But Uh, and why each level matters and how you can begin to kind of break down each level. But at the core of this is your relationship with God. If you struggle in your relationship with God, if you struggle to feel God's presence, ask yourself, what's my relationship like with my father? It will almost perfectly mirror your relationship with your physical father, your earthly father. Was he abusive? You probably think God's abusive. Was he neglectful? You probably think God's neglectful, doesn't care about you, isn't listening to you. Was he critical? Then you probably look at God and say, man, he's just, he must be so critical. He must be so disappointed in me for this. You will project your earthly father onto your spiritual father, and that's not fair. He is a loving God who cares about you, who wants to see what's best for you, and he's placed a value on you that he never intends to take away. Let that sink in, and if you have problems with your physical father, deal with it in therapy. Work that out, but don't project it onto God. He loves you and he cares for you. You have to know that and embrace that to begin to do that to yourself. And then you can start giving it to other people in your life. Stop putting yourself on the outside of your identity rings. You need to move it right next to you, right inside, to the very inside after you and God, even before your relationship with your spouse. Then you can begin to experience freedom. So, with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode. Uh, In next week, we may begin to look a little more at at behavior. I'm also thinking about discussing more of a relationship with the wife, how to tell other people about the addiction, um, but also how you might handle the talk with your kids. That might be one. How do I handle the talk? Do I tell my kids about my addiction? But if you're not addicted, how do you handle the talk with your kids to see if they're addicted? Those are some thoughts that I have that we're going to get to hopefully in the subsequent weeks. Uh, But for that, we're going to wrap up. Thank you for listening.